Our high achiever wiring doesn't always have our best interest in mind. But does that mean that we have to let go of it completely? I think that we can find a middle ground that allows for a more sustainable approach to business. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you want support with productivity and balance as a business owner, you can find details about how we can team up at jennahilberg.com. And I'm always happy to answer questions or comments through email or in my Instagram DMs. I hope that we get to chat soon. A couple of weeks ago, I shared these Instagram stories about my experiences going to the gym. And then I realized I had so much to say that didn't make sense to to write into a very, very long Instagram story. So I asked in which format everyone would like to hear all my thoughts. And I think about 90% of people voted that they'd like to hear the thoughts in a podcast episode. So here we are. So that weekend, on Saturday morning, I didn't feel like I had the energy for Zumba. But I hadn't gone to an exercise class all week because I had been on my period. And I had this little voice in my head that said, if you don't go today, you'll never go back to the gym again. By the way, this is very common for anyone with like high achiever or action taker wiring. We worry that any behavior we perceive as bad will last forever, like skipping the gym, deviating from our consistent posting schedule, not following through on a project, or watching Netflix instead of recording content, and so on. Because we've been taught to, you know, be good and do things right. We're not supposed to be lazy. In reality, though, we're not likely to forever keep skipping something that matters to us. And if this does happen, it might be time to see a doctor or a psychologist, not to be hard on ourselves. So I gave in to that voice and I went to Zumba. And the second that the warm-up song came on, which was Give Me Everything by Pitbull and company, (laughs) I thought, all right, this is what gives me energy. And I was so happy that I went. And then the next day, so Sunday morning, I had planned on going to a calmer, more restorative class. But that voice was back telling me I should go to another high energy class since I'm already driving to the gym anyway. You know, get more results from the time you're putting in. Don't be lazy. But we had just celebrated Vapu, a Finnish holiday, the evening before with some friends. I had had a couple of drinks and we had some food that was pretty bloaty. And the high energy class just didn't feel like it would be the best choice for that morning. So I managed to ignore that voice that was telling me I was being lazy. And I stuck to my plans of going to the calmer, more restorative class. And I was very happy with my choice to not push myself for the sake of having done, you know, more or done something more effective. So the difference between these two occurrences was that on the first day, the voice got me to do a high energy class that I knew I wanted to go to, but I was just having a hard time getting myself to head out the door. So in that moment, that sort of high achiever seeming wiring was helpful. 
But the next day, the voice tried to push me to do something that wasn't going to be the most beneficial option for me, as if there isn't value in a calmer, more restorative activity. That voice was an example of unhelpful high achiever wiring that was telling me that I was lazy. So how does this relate to business? Well, the same high achiever wiring may also be affecting business, and it doesn't always have our best interest in mind. So let me back up a little bit and give some context to what it really means to be wired as a high achiever. So being someone who does things quote unquote right, who puts in more effort than everyone else, who always works hard and so on, it's a reaction to expectations that were put on us starting in childhood most likely. What a psychologist thing to say, huh? <laughs> so we learned that we needed to do certain things to be or feel accepted, loved, seen, appreciated, valuable. Or maybe these behaviors kept us out of trouble or even helped us survive in some instances or um, for some people. So these high achiever behaviors served us in some way back then, but they're not necessarily who we actually are. So the problem is that because these behaviors or tendencies have become part of our wiring, they follow us into adulthood, which might lead to, for example, pushing ourselves harder, trying to always do things right, and taking on a lot at work. Especially in business, there is no guarantee that if you do things right or you, that you work really hard, that you also get proportionate rewards. A lot of marketing targeted at business owners preys on this wiring, though. They promise guaranteed results if you just follow their steps exactly. Kind of like how it is in school. If you get all your answers correctly, you get the best grade. And this is how we end up buying more and more courses and programs and coaching because we're looking for something or someone that can mimic our experience growing up. We want to find the right thing that will um, guarantee us results if we just do everything right because that's what our wiring wants. It wants that experience, right? Of course, in the beginning of starting a business, the high achiever drive can be helpful. It motivates us to get things done quickly when there is so much to do to even get the thing off the ground. But this drive becomes a problem when it's like the default, when it's never ending, when we keep pushing past the point where it's no longer helpful and we don't stop to question what we're doing. In school, or even at regular workplaces, hopefully, there is some kind of limit to how many like classes you can take, how many projects you can take on, how many tests you could study for, or how many hours you can spend at school, or how many hours you can spend at work. But business doesn't come with these limits built in. Okay, I do want to say here that in some workplaces, um, there don't seem to be those like guard rails making sure that you're not at work for too long. Um, but that's how it should be. Anyway, 
Business does not come with these limits built in. There's kind of no shortage of things that you could take on, though there is a real time constraint, of course. But trying to do all the things that you think you should do without questioning them brings with it a big risk of burning out, either from doing too much or from doing things that aren't a good fit for you. And this can happen when we haven't learned to consider what approach might be best for us. And it's hard to even become aware of the fact that these high achiever behaviors don't serve us in the same way that they used to, that maybe they're even harming us now. Because when we don't feel successful or when we're experiencing some kind of like undesirable experience, because of this wiring, we tend to think that we're just not doing a good enough job. So we dig our heels in and push ourselves even more. Because we've learned that the way to fix our situation, the way to get the outcomes we want, is to do more or to do things better. What hasn't been encouraged enough is enjoying life and taking the breaks we need that help us be whole human beings, which is essential in order to be able to do the business thing long term. Maybe we've even been told that we're lazy if we haven't always tried to quote-unquote do our best, so we didn't learn that actually we can keep doing our best if we don't take care of our number one asset, which is ourselves. And for some, it's not until we face some kind of crisis that we maybe realize that we can't keep going like this, like when our health or relationships suffer. Though I hope to help some people avoid that with the help of my work in this podcast. I am really excited that finally people are coming around to the fact that the pace we've been expecting of ourselves and others isn't necessary for success. Or actually, research has shown that hustle is not a good way to experience optimal performance or optimal results. It is better to pace ourselves and to take care of ourselves. The hard part now is that even if we know all this, it's still um, not easy to go against this wiring that's been kind of maintained in our culture for so long. The good news is that because high achiever behaviors are learned behaviors, we can also unlearn them. But what I hope my two gym class stories illustrated is that the point of letting go of high achiever tendencies isn't necessarily to like swing the pendulum in the complete opposite direction and always choose the easiest path. You can be a hard worker and have big goals and want to do cool things in your life and still have balance. You can learn to feel accomplished without stretching yourself too thin. You can get comfortable with doing business in a way that works for you instead of following someone else's formula. You can choose to do key activities that make the most impact in your business instead of trying to do everything. And you can learn to be present during your downtime without having to worry or feel guilty about the business 24-7. So what helps us now as adults is to develop a stronger sense of what's right and beneficial for us, to pay attention to when we're doing something 
just because we've learned that it's the more acceptable, rewarded, or beneficial behavior, when we don't necessarily have proof of that, or when we even have the opposite experience. So how do you do this? I don't have like a research-backed solution for you, but I can talk about what makes sense to me as a trained psychologist and what I've been experimenting with and doing in my own life in the past few years. So the first step might be to let go of seeing high achiever as part of your identity and rather see it as a result of of how you've been raised, you know, <laughs> in this society. Personally, this helped me see that wanting to simplify my business or work fewer hours or or find more enjoyable ways to work doesn't go against who I am at the core because I am not my high achiever behaviors. Then the next step and onward could be to introduce a habit or routine to check in with yourself, to strengthen the muscle of making intentional choices instead of defaulting to choices made by high achiever wiring. So you can develop habits that help you catch your unhelpful high achiever tendencies in the moment. For example, notice when you're maybe feeling some resistance to a task you're supposed to do, or when you hear that voice in your head telling you that you should do something. This is when you can ask yourself if you're doing something that potentially isn't going to benefit you just because you've learned that this is what you quote unquote should do. Or is the voice giving you a little nudge to do something you genuinely want to do, something that reflects a more intentional choice, but it's just hard to do for some reason right now? And if you discover that something is a should, that it is just your high achiever wiring, it doesn't mean that you have to stop doing it, especially if it does bring you results that you want. You could also ask yourself if there's a different way to do the task that would fit you better. But the tricky part with habits is that they take time and repetition before they actually become a habit, before they become more automatic. So it might be easier to start with a routine instead. You could set aside a regular time to review and reflect so that with time, it might become easier to notice these things in the moment. This could look like a quarterly or monthly date when you review business tasks and activities that you have some uncomfortable feelings around and evaluate whether you actually need to keep doing them. Another idea is to take a moment either at the end of the week or even at the end of the day, and ask yourself if there were moments throughout the week or throughout the day when you felt resistance or heard like this pressurey voice, and would you have done something differently if you had made an intentional choice in that moment? I thought that it might be helpful if I gave you some concrete examples of like um, unhelpful and helpful <laughs> high achiever voices. So some examples of when the voice is the high achiever wiring urging you to do something that isn't beneficial. You feel like you need to keep working when you're really sick and would actually benefit from rest. 
or you think you need to have a weekly podcast episode and YouTube video and blog post, and that the content needs to be different for each platform, which takes so much time and effort, or you feel like you haven't earned the three weeks of vacation you'd like to put on your summer schedule because your sales haven't been as high as you've hoped this spring, or you feel like you can't take a break from your podcast or blog for that long, or you think you need to take more courses and programs to get better at a skill that you're already pretty good at, and when you'd be better off implementing what you've learned already. Or if you feel like you need to create a piece of long-form content for the sake of consistency, even if you don't have any ideas and you would have to kind of force it or you would create something that's not going to reflect the usual quality you like to put out in the world. And then here are some examples of when the voice might actually be helpful and reflect your personal intentional choices instead of just high achiever wiring. Maybe you want to update your welcome email sequence because you're getting a good amount of signups, but the open and the click-through rates are on the low side, or maybe people are unsubscribing fairly quickly. Maybe you want to update your portfolio to reflect the level of work you do now because it's been a couple of years and your work has evolved so much. Or maybe you want to refresh your freebie because you've realized that you don't feel proud to share it as it is right now, and tweaking it just a little bit would make you more excited to talk about it. Or maybe you want to put in some extra work for a short period of time so that you can create a new offer quickly because you've seen a gap in your industry that you would like to fill as soon as possible. I hope that those examples help you see the difference between the high achiever wiring and then your more intentional choices. I'm sure that in like 90-95% of situations, you'll be able to distinguish what's going on when you just take a few seconds to think it over. And I'm also really happy to talk these kinds of things through with you in a consult. Sometimes it just helps to get another perspective. Like my client Danby felt like she was doing something wrong by like skipping her usual monthly schedule of business tasks because she wanted to create a course and it would take up a lot of time. But when we talked things through, we came to the conclusion that holding on to those routines to that monthly schedule um, really tightly is a high achiever tendency. And that in her case, it actually made perfect sense to skip those usual plans in favor of creating the course. If you haven't listened to her episode, it was episode 99. I think you might find it a good listen if this topic so far has felt interesting to you. A tricky thing is that even when you come to the conclusion that, yep, I genuinely think this would be good to do, you might still struggle to follow through with it. Ah, the human condition. (laughs) Most of the business owners I've worked with find themselves in these situations where there are updates or projects that they really want to do. They want to work on their businesses and not just in their businesses, but for some reason they still can't get themselves to do them or they don't feel too excited about their client work anymore 
even if they love their clients. So sometimes it's because they're just overwhelmed with work and haven't been taking good care of themselves. So they don't have the energy and the capacity or they don't have systems and practices in place that help them streamline their work and get things done effectively. But sometimes their actual wants and needs are in conflict with what they're doing because of their high achiever tendencies, which is when we can play around with how they could do things differently. For example, I had a call with Anusha, who's the owner of Chalisa Naturals, a self-care product company. She felt like she should do reels. And at the time of our call, reels were like a really, really, really big thing, right? So she knew that they could help her. She felt like she should do them. But she also didn't actually want to. And as we talked, she realized that there are plenty of ways she can highlight her products and share about her business through reels without her having to dance and point on camera. She could, for example, share behind the scenes footage of how their products are made or how they're used. A few weeks ago, I had a consult with Molly, who is a video coach. She had taken a pretty long break from her business. And then once she dove back into it, she was putting so much pressure on herself to do a lot straight out the gate. And during her consult, she realized that by planning too much, she was setting herself up to fail. And then when she wasn't able to do all the things, she felt terrible about herself, which then dipped her motivation and ultimately led to avoiding the tasks that she wanted to get done. So we figured that in this season of life, defining a minimum viable effort for her would be useful. So she defined the minimum amount of work required for her to make a bit of progress right now while still honoring her capacity. So while her to-do list got shorter, which totally goes against like high achiever wiring right to make a short to-do list, but she's actually getting more done. So I hope that I've demonstrated that you don't completely have to stop all behaviors that are associated with being a high achiever, but rather learn to recognize when what you're about to do is actually necessary or beneficial to you, and when it's just the high achiever wiring making you think that you have to do the things or that you have to do them in a particular way. When you practice and can start to trust your intentional choices, which sometimes go against high achiever tendencies, you'll have a much easier time getting things done in your business in a way that you can and want to sustain. Hey, if this episode helped you think about yourself or your business in a different way, I would appreciate it a ton if you shared it with a business owner friend. It would help this tiny podcast reach more cool people like you. And if you're sharing a story about it on Instagram, please tag me at the Jenna Hellberg so that I can share your thoughts and say hey. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. Don't forget to subscribe if you want to stick around. And I hope to catch you in the next one. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you want support with productivity and balance as a business owner, you can find details about how we can team up at jennahelberg.com. 
and I'm always happy to answer questions or comments through email or in my Instagram DMs. I hope that we get to chat soon.